evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And welcome to the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow, along with Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Well, Coach, uh, I, I talked to you immediately after uh, last week's win over uh, Bemidji State, twenty four twenty three in overtime, and my comment was to you was, how do you do this every week? I mean, boy, I tell you, you had the week before, you had a close one, you lost by one touchdown at Minot. Uh, before that, the overtime game up at St. Cloud State, uh, the Moorhead game was close here. I mean, there's there are there are no uh, easy trails through this conference. No, and it's uh, it, it makes it for a lot of emotion, you know, good and bad, and um, you know, the exciting wins like last week really make you crave winning it's just a great feeling to see the players you know have so much joy and that's the best part about winning is to seeing everybody enjoy the win from you know the parents the alumni the players uh, it's just a great feeling and <clears throat> you know then at the same time when you lose it's just a, a a real devastating moment as well and it just stays with you a long time and um you know it, it's important you know to to be successful as a coach you have to be able to shed those feelings as quick as you can which is unfortunate when it's a good feeling you want to keep it going but for the betterment of your program you know you have to really do a good job of just all right you know the win is done and you have to keep your emotional state the same as you get into the following week and that's that's something i think i've you know i've been really focused on this week is trying to immediately we've been all focused on augustana and not being excited about the Bemidji State win because that was that short-lived. You know, as soon as that game is done, you know, we're on to the next game. And likewise, when you lose, you have to you have to let it go and you have to get folks on the following game. And um, that's just that's just the best way, you know, to I guess to to do the best job, you know, in this profession is to keep getting prepared on the next thing. Once once the play is gone, you have to focus on the next one. 24-23 victory over Bemidji State at Seafoam Stadium. Uh, it came down to, at the very end, Bemidji scores a touchdown, and they're down 24-23, and they decide to go for two. Uh, were you surprised that they did that, that they went for two in that situation? Is that going by the book? You go for two on the road? Well, I think there's some people that have that philosophy. If you're on the road, you go for two. If you're at home, you you know, you know, kick the extra point and go to another overtime. Um, you know, for me, I like to put the game in the players' hands. And, and you know, when you make a coaching decision like that, you know, you're kind of your decision. Then, if it works, is great. But when it doesn't work, you know, it's it, it's unfortunate. And it's on you. And it's it's more on you. Um, so my philosophy is to let the players win the game. And, and maybe it, you're in a game where you're maybe outmanned. And as you look at how the game's been going and where the momentum's at in the game, you know, maybe like, hey, you know, they've been moving the ball well on us and we haven't as much. So maybe we have an opportunity to win the game here with the two point. So I think every game is, is, is different. But those are factors that I would consider making that decision. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we came up with that big play. You had some chances to make big plays prior to that. Probably two fourth down plays, either one, obviously the, the last one. Have you made it? You win the football game, uh, one in regulation and then one in overtime. Um, how tough is that to, to get the kids to immediately 
turn the page because you talk about turning the page after the game is over and after you've won a football game. you got to do it on the fly when you've just given up a fourth and seven that would have probably ended the game in the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown. Kid makes a nice catch in the corner of the end zone. And then in overtime, same thing, and, and they end up scoring the touchdown on a fourth and nine and forces the you know the situation that we just talked about them going for two that's very difficult it's it's because uh, you want to win so bad and you know when you're that close to winning the game and, and closing out the game um you know then all of a sudden that, a play like that happens against you it's 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 disappointing of course but again it's it, we talked to our players and, and same for myself it's you have to continue to respond the best way you can and you have to keep focused on the process and then i catch myself in the same situation you know in terms of you know focusing on sometimes an outcome or you know uh, maybe the win loss total or things like that that are really out of my control and it's really critical that my starting with me i to focus on the process and right now you know this week in our, in our preparation it's just been about how do we get better each day one day at a time you know making the practice the best we can you know trying to continue to hold everybody to a higher standard of of operation of practice of intensity you know buying all those sort of things and then on saturday you just keep responding one play at a time and i think that's your best best chance of winning because if you get caught up into the previous play you're, you're not going to do as a good job as a player coach on that next play and I think our players did that really well as they kept responding very well and and I feel like that helped us win and we we often talk about our equation that Tim Knight who is a, a guy who works with Urban Meyer out of Ohio State he has a equation E plus R equals O E stands for the event that could be the bad play, a fourth down conversion, a, a situation in life, a bad relationship, a bad test score. You know, plus your response to that bad situation is going to equal the next outcome. So we talk to a lot of our you know our players all the time about how do you respond, and it's in, it's important we learn to respond, you know, the best way every time, and it's important we get better at being able to put all our energy on the next play and play that like it's the last play, and do that one play at a time through the game and, and I feel like that was one of the things we did well on Saturdays we played hard every play and uh, in, in the end we, we came victorious all right talk about some of the individual um, play last week some of the individual players that uh, stood out to you you know I'm a, I'm a big believer in guys that just play really hard and and care a lot um, and I think guys that, that really stood out last week were Desmond Bassett our, our strong safety he had his best game of the year and the reason I point the guys that I'm pointing out right now is because we talk about trying to get your play to be better every week you know I think the the biggest one of the biggest things we're focused on is improvement you know because that's all we can do is today has to be better than yesterday you know the next game has to be better than the last game and you know I think that's just some how we should live our lives just in general is how do I get better today uh, how do I get more wisdom how do I how do I get better at my process and I think Bassett playing like he did he put his bar up higher than he has been so it was great to see him have his best game that day I also think Preston Piltoff had his best game 
our corner, he he had a big play at the end that everybody may see. But throughout the game, you know, he played great defense. He tracked a guy down on a, on a run they broke free. I felt Rich Kelly continues to play really hard. Our guard just plays with a lot of a lot of um, energy and determination, desire. Ethan on, he's had a great season, kind of a quiet uh, senior leader. Uh, he's our our split side tackle, and he'll be a four year starter here. Didn't redshirt. Uh, he's playing really well. You know, Shaq Johnson is a ball player. I mean, his his statistics weren't the highest in terms of who had the most rushing yards, but he was the most valuable offensive player that day because he did all the other things that backs do block. You know, he can carry the ball. He had some big runs in situations where he, he manufactured the runs. It wasn't blocked well for him a couple of times where he made things happen. He can catch. He can. He does it all. He's smart. Uh, so I really have a lot of respect for him. You know, I think Dylan uh, Wood is another guy in our defensive line that just is a. You know, I referred to him as a war daddy uh, in the meeting the other day, and you know, he may not like that term, but I think it's kind of cool, um, just because he's really just a warrior. He's been hurt all year. He can play our three technique, our nose tackle, and defensive linemen. You know, those are those guys are premium. It's really hard to find guys that are athletic enough to move and be big enough. You know, uh, you know Jackson Dobbs re- responded from last week in, in great fashion. He was our most valuable defensive lineman. Obviously, Chris Garrett continues to do his thing. He's just an unbelievable athlete, and like like Desmond Bassett referred to, it's it's the fact he's so bought into the team. You know, everybody sees his athleticism and his sacks, but what you can't see is the guy who loves his teammates more than I've ever seen a player love their teammates. And that really makes him a real credible leader. You know, so those are, and there's more, but those are guys that stand out that had phenomenal um, games. And, you know, my hope for them and their goal for themselves is to have a better game, you know, against Augustana today. All right. Um, when we come back, we are going to talk to Des Bassett. And we are also going to have uh, Adam Cook step in, offensive lineman, who's going to get his first start of his college football career um, against Augustana. That and more coming up next. You're listening to Minnesota Score Radio's presentation of the Coaches Show. Stay with us. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Gold Bear fans, did you know that this coaches show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the coaches show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and coaches show. You're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Currier. Time now to talk to a couple of Golden Bears players, and we're joined now by Adam Cook, offensive lineman, and by D-back Des Bassett. Let's start out with you, Des, on this past Saturday. Boy, i tell you something. I I was on the sidelines for the game, and it, it seemed like you guys had several opportunities to put this thing away but uh you know you allowed a couple of fourth and nine touchdowns and that had to really stick in the craw because you end up making you guys end up making the big stop
stop on the two-point conversion. But what was the thought? What was going through your head when you when you saw them get those couple of fourth and nine touchdowns on you? Um, you know, I think it was it was upsetting, obviously, because it's fourth down. You know, you're you're a play away from getting off the field and they score, but. Um, I feel like as a defense, we've just also matured in a way where we've been in those situations before, and you just got to move on to the next play and get focused for the next play. What defensively were you guys prepared for in that game? What what types of what types of things had you seen on film that week that you knew that they were capable of, and what did you end up seeing? Um, yeah, so. We knew, we saw that they like to run wildcat, and um, based on just game planning, we we came into the game expecting a lot of wildcat, which they did. The running back carried the ball about forty six times, and so yeah, um, we practiced a lot of wildcat, a lot of um, RPO, and things of that nature. Adam, um, swing over to you. Talk about uh, what the offense was able to do against Bemidji. You know, when you have a lead, you had a ten point lead going into the fourth quarter. Looked pretty good, but things stalled out. What uh, what did you see that happened, and what uh, what what needs to be corrected uh, going forward? So uh, against their defense, we knew that they were physical. We knew that they were going to be focused on stopping the run. So being able to average four yards of carry was still a win for us. You know, we had to we had to run the ball to be successful, and uh, I think we were able to drain the clock in that fourth quarter, second half to uh, to get the win. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a nice job of. Running running the football for the most part stalled out and didn't get into the end zone when you needed to um, during regulation. Obviously, uh, you got the game-winning touchdown when you, when you needed to get it. Um, talk about those running the running backs you guys have, Shaq and Darius. Um, what, uh, what do you like about their games? I like Shaq because he can do it all. I mean, he blocks, he catches, he runs, he does everything. Darius, is, he's fiery. Like He knows when it's time to go. So having both of them in the backfield is definitely enjoyable. You guys, you see them from the other side during practice a lot. Uh, uh, what do you like about their game? What, what do you see when you watch those two play? Um, it's like a lot like Adam Cook said um, with Shaq. Shaq's just that that guy who's got so, so much um, natural ability. He can catch the ball. He can he can run the ball. He can block. Um, he can he jumps over guys. He you know he's a he's a star in in that way. And then Darius is is a young guy. He's a true freshman, but he um he plays with the chip on his shoulder. He's fiery and um you know I think he's got great open field vision. When when he gets to that second level, he's he's really trying to score. So. Darius is a really good running back as well. Speaking of Darius, his brother seems to be setting new records week in and week out. Chris Garrett, defensive lineman, um, All-American last year, led the lead, led the nation in sacks last season. Mm-hmm. What guy? What can you learn from him when you watch him play and when you're playing with a guy like that? I think what what we can learn from Chris is to um, is to just play with a lot of intensity. Chris plays with a lot of intensity. He puts he puts his heart out there every Saturday. He's going 100 miles per hour every single day, you know. So, and he's not just playing for himself. He's playing for the team. He's playing for for the Lord. He's he's um so he's just a a great model for what the rest of us should try to aspire to be. Where did you play your high school football? Um I graduated from Mankato East in 2017. Okay. Um were you guys any good that year? Yeah, we were. We were. Um, we were over five hundred. Um, but isn't isn't Mankato West though usually the the team to beat in Mankato? Out of yeah, the two schools. Yeah, Mankato West usually um, makes playoff runs, and they won state 
in like 2014 or 15. Yeah. Um, did you play both ways when you were in high school? Yeah, I played both ways and um, returned kicks as well. Are you disappointed you had to give up half that or do you, do you like just concentrating on one thing <laughs> um it was it was hard I got recruited as an athlete and um so I, so I definitely could have played receiver uh at this level is instead of d-back so it was it was a tough decision um I remember early on too there were some times where I considered switching over to offense because I came in as a as a d-back but um I love defense I love the the team aspect of defense and um so i'm glad i play defense but you know maybe if uh maybe coach c will let me get a jet sweep next year and down the road <laughs> of course when he's in the room that's easy to say um adam um you of course played at cooper um and as we were talking before the show uh boy cooper year after year after year runs into spring lake park in the postseason um what do you what's your your fondest memory of playing high school football uh, probably being able to beat Spring Lake Park twice my senior year after all those years of losing ending our season. So, yeah, and then of course then you end up losing to St. Louis Park. It was always yeah. a park getting in the way. Huh? <laughs> um, did you play both ways? At no, Cooper? I was always just strictly offense. offense. Strictly Sir. offense. And when did you give up basketball? Because I know you were in the basketball program right there uh, for a while. I still haven't really given up basketball. Oh, okay, but, uh, my. Probably my junior year was when I realized I was getting to be a little bit too heavy for basketball. Yeah, well, that happens when you're playing football. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put on the extra the extra size. Yes, um, so what are you studying at Concordia? Uh, right now I'm business management, but I'm looking to switch more towards finance. What do you want to do with that? Honestly, I don't know yet. I'm still figuring that out. Okay. Dad, same question to you. What do you study? Um, my bachelor's degree is in history, and um, I plan on getting my master's in athletic administration. So how do those two match up? Um, well, <laughs> they match up in that um, I took accelerated courses in social studies classes in high school. So by getting my degree in history, I'm able to finish sooner and get my get started on my master's. Okay. And so, what do you want to do with that? Um, probably be an athletic director. Be an athletic director somewhere. Okay. Well, guys uh, – Appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, good luck, and we will talk to you both again down the road. Appreciate Thank you. it. All right. They are Des Bassett and Adam Cook of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. Back with more after this timeout. Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store today. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at MyCSPStory.com. That's MyCSPStory.com. Now back to the Coaches Show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. Final segment of this week's Coaches Show, of course, the Golden Bears taking on Augustana uh, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock. And you can hear that game right here on AM 1440 from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We'll be on the air at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Okay, 
Let's talk about uh, Adam Cook and the opportunity that he has uh, tomorrow as his with his first start in college football. We're excited about Adam. He's a, obviously a big kid. Um, he's heavily recruited out of uh, Cooper High School. He had 21 offers, uh, 20, you know, just a lot of recruitment. And we were fortunate to get him over here. And we recognize him to be a great prospect. And he's getting better all the time. And you know, one of the things in our program, I'm not sure we've talked about on radio on, on air here, is our new strength coach Eric Overland. He does a great job. He came in this summer. The players, as you heard him kind of talk about, they think the world of him because he's invested in these kids in their lives too, not just uh, helping them get stronger and bigger. But anyway, you know, with with uh, Coach Overland here and Adam Cook being committed like he is, you know, we think he's going to become a premier tackle in the league. He's big and physical and plays hard. And we're just looking for that sort of effort at that position um, as we move forward. And, and we, we're excited about him getting the first opportunity. And, you know, it's important that we have competition, you know, within our team. And just because somebody's played last week or the previous week, you know, every week it's it, it can change. You know, and, and we've had a lot of different changes, different focuses on offense maybe or defensively uh, throughout the season. And, you know, it's like who's playing great now? And, and all practices are evaluated. You know, we watch the video closely. You know, we, we follow their body language and who is impacting the team in various ways and we just feel like Adam's going to bring a lot of energy and effort uh, to our offensive line Saturday and we're excited about his his opportunity. You mentioned Des Bassett briefly uh, uh, a little bit earlier um, and his play this past Saturday uh, in the defensive backfield. Um, What do you like about his game overall? Well, you know, like Adam, he really cares. He's one of our top leaders. He's on our leadership council. I think he's grown a lot in his time at Concordia. You know, just personally, he's grown um, substantially. You know, he came in as a as a corner. You know, he was a receiver in high school, like like he had mentioned, and I think he's just really coming into his own at that position. He's playing fast. He's understanding our defense. He's a, a leader that holds people accountable, and and that's really hard to get. A lot of guys want to win, but not a lot of guys are willing to hold others accountable to do the things it takes to win. And I think Desmond's one of those guys that does that very well. But he's just playing really well, and he's, he defended a lot of balls. He had a bunch of tackles. He grades high. Um, you know, it's good to see his performance continue to ascend. It was good at the beginning, but it's just better today than it was at the beginning. Uh, and, and again, I just I, I really appreciate the guys that make others better around them, and and those guys are very valuable to any organization because as a coach, you know, that's what we do. Certainly, is try to make people better. But when you can get your players to make others better and get you know more leaders to invest in the other teammates on the team. Um, and help them through their challenges and keep them motivated. It's just like you have a whole staff out there on the field. You know, you have your coaching staff and you have all these players that are all on the same page, pushing for the same thing, holding the guys to the same standards. And, and you know, so I, I just appreciate that about Desmond his leadership ability. Well, Des is going to have, along with the rest of his teammates on defense, hands full. Um, at Augustana tomorrow. Um, this is a club that ran up 50-plus points against Minot. Um, they have done uh, – they have looked really good, particularly of late the last couple of weeks. Uh, what do you know about them? Let's start out on the offensive end, what uh, Augustana brings to the table. 
Yeah, absolutely. They made a, co- a quarterback change here at Bemidji State when they lost uh, overtime a few weeks ago, and the quarterback they have in there now is a bigger kid that can run. Yeah, you know, and so their their running game has really taken off. They've committed more to the running game in recent recent weeks. They have a stable running backs that rotate in there. You know, they have a uh, NFL prospect in the offensive line. They have big tight ends. Anytime you can utilize your tight ends in a blocking scheme, it adds another gap to defend. You know, so when you're with one tight end, you have seven gaps, and when you put a second and one you got eight so they do a good job of creating you know some leverage and extra gaps in the you know for a defense to defend and you know they can certainly throw the football they're just a well-rounded uh program or offense and they're very well coached um you know they're used to winning they're six and two they've played everybody tough they've beaten some good teams um and then you know then the defense is maybe their strength of the team. They've really played great defense. I think the most they've allowed this year is 27 to Mankato State. You know, they, they won a tight one against Sioux Falls 2013, and they, they beat St. Cloud in overtime 16-13, and their defense has been lights out. Uh, very similar scheme to Mankato State. Their defensive corner was at Mankato at one point in time, so you know that we, we think we know exactly how they're going to play us. Now we have to execute and you know make the blocks we need to make them. But, uh, you know, they, they try to stop the run and force you to pass. They, they're, it starts with their front. They're very physical. You know, they keep the offensive linemen from getting to the second level, so they let their linebackers run free. And their safeties do a phenomenal job of coming down and playing run support. And they put pressure on their corners, but the corners have uh, withstood the pressure, and they've made plays and batted balls down. And then uh, your offense is scoring points, and pretty soon, you know, you're in a position where – you're forcing them to pass, and anytime an offense gets one-dimensional, it's a lot easier to, to defend. And they have a strong tradition of winning. You already mentioned they're six and two this year. Um, this is a, a school that is that has eyes on moving on to Division One at some point. We don't know exactly when that's going to come through, but um, this is a strong pro. This is the type of program I'm sure that you would like to aspire to as well. Have Concordia St. Paul recognizes the same type of uh, situation as they have at Augustana. Absolutely. They're just a physical team. They play fast. We we haven't played very well against them the last few years. Um, last year, I don't know if it was a 14-point game. At, at one point in the second half, uh, it was an ugly game last year. Speaking of responding, I, I didn't respond real well to some of the officiating last year. And, um you know, we we didn't play well uh, the year before at Augustana. It was a, a tighter game, you know, on the road. But uh, we haven't just moved the ball as well as we need to move the ball. And we, we have to find ways to run the football because you, you can't just sit back there and throw the ball all day and expect to beat them. We have to, like last week, the time of possession is a real key statistic in football. And if we can, you know, keep our share of the, the ball, you know, keeps our defense off the field. And, uh, and that's when, you know, when your team is playing complementary football and the offense and defense are are playing together, and, you know, you can be very effective. And we need to certainly protect the ball like every week. And we need to continue doing a good job of getting the ball out on defense. But, um Definitely, they're a program that's one of the best. I think all those NCC teams at one point where NCC teams are very strong in this league. You know, they have good resources, good facilities. Um, you know, they used to be in the North Central Conference where there was 36 scholarships. So, you know, so some of those teams, not all of them, um, are, are blessed to have a few scholarships. And, uh, you know, they're, um, they, like you said, they have a tradition and alumni and just a lot of different things that we're trying to build. Yeah. Um, what um, as you uh, look forward 
to uh, tomorrow's game. What has what have you guys been working on in practice this week? Is there anything specific that you said, hey, we need to do this? I know you need to run the football, but are there, is there something technical-wise that you, you looked at that you're going to have to do better? We have to do a lot better job on our pump protection. We put a lot of time into pump protection. It's been every single day we, we work on punt team. And Danny got hit last week, too. He did. He had a, there was a personal fall, fortunately, but it did sprain his ankle, and uh, we had a first down. But we're just not as clean as we need to be. So we've, we've been, we put a re-emphasis on some of our footwork and getting back to the basics there, being more urgent with the way we're counting out the, the, get the rushers. Um, you know, there have been some teams that have done a good job of scheming us up a little bit. So we're, we're, we've really reviewed all the different ways where we've he- felt pressure and tried to you know, make sure we're ready to protect him. Um, Are you guys healthy? Yeah, we're we're pretty healthy. Fortunately, we have a couple guys that are, are nicked up, but I think uh, you know, by tomorrow we should have you know the guys that we've been playing recently anyway um, on the, on you ready to go. Well, good luck uh, tomorrow against Augustana. And again, a reminder, folks, tune in at one o'clock tomorrow. We'll have the uh, kickoff for you right here on AM fourteen forty. Thank you. Looking All right, forward to it. he is Shannon Courier, head coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. You've been listening to the Coaches Show. Until next time, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.